Welcome back. It's been a tough year for equity markets across the globe and the JSC wasn't left behind with the all share falling 2.3% year to date. This of course comes as elevated levels of inflation and tight monetary policy forced traders to dump riskier assets for safe havens. And joining me as we take a look at where Anchor is seeing opportunity in this risky environment is the group's co-chief investment officer, Nolan Vapana. Thank you so much for your time, Nolan. Let's actually start off with the impact of economics. So what does the investment landscape look like for quarter four with the shape that the economic dynamics have taken? The the investment, good evening, and thanks for the opportunity to be here first. But the investment opportunities, the investment landscape has actually changed quite dramatically over the last year, over the last three years. And that's had quite a significant impact on how we're looking at the world right now. And we're coming out with a very different story, a very unique story. Certainly for the first time in Anchor's history, we're coming out and saying we actually are finding bonds, we're finding global bonds quite appealing at these levels. Oh. I mean, to take a, take a step back, three, you know, three years ago, interest rates were close to zero. Today, Fed, the Fed's got interest rates around about 5%. Bond investors have actually seen offshore quite a significant crash. We're talking about 25% of um, the uh, losses on the portfolios in places. Very, very significant. However, at these at these levels, the bonds are actually very appealing. Mm. And even if we're just talking about as an, as as a carry investment, as an investment for income purposes. Mm. I mean, you're talking about global bonds being in favour at anchor for the first time. Is this country specific, and does it include South African bonds as well? So we're more optimistic about global bonds. It is very much a view that the Fed has done. Fed has reached um, the destination and interest rates might bobble around for a while at these levels while you earn your 5% in dollars. And when the Fed gets around to cutting interest rates, there's a capital gain to be had and actually potentially quite a significant capital gain. If you think about the size of some of the losses that have taken place, actually reversing. So very, very appealing. When we look domestically, the domestic bonds have a sort of tug of war going on. I think the global factors are going to prove to be quite supportive in the next year. That in itself is actually going to be beneficial for the bonds, beneficial for the RAND. However, the domestic factors are of concern. And that tug of war between domestic factors and offshore factors pulling in different directions means that domestic bonds will be more volatile. And I think they are less prone to, um, to showing capital gains than you will see offshore. I mean, does the favor that you found with bonds come at the expense of your appetite for equities or is this timeline dependent? It's very much timeline dependent. In, in, in the long run, equities tend to outperform bonds. We've seen that over many, many years. We think that that will continue. It's just at this particular point in time, probably for the next three, six months, where we find that you know, equity markets are rather fully priced at a time that fixed income markets are actually looking quite cheap. Mm. And it's that combination of factors that has slanted our view. What is the risk return profile looking like uh, when you look at equities, SA Inc versus offshore? SA Equities is becoming increasingly a South Africa um, specific story. 
I think it's, it's all about the domestic um, economic environment, the domestic situation, which is, is difficult. We, we are looking towards, you know, many of the companies have already put out quite difficult earning statements. We think there are a few more to come, but we are looking for a bottoming. We are looking for improved electricity supply. We think a lot of the investment that's been necessary to um, sort of fill in the gaps that were appearing in service delivery have, has taken place. And we think that as companies come out of that, there is an upturn that we do want to be ready for, we do want to be watchful for, um, but it doesn't quite feel like it's yet. Offshore, the dynamic is more around the price action. Um, if we look at the index as a whole, um, you know, the Magnificent Seven, as they call the, the big tech stocks, have run very, very hard. That's pulled the index as a whole up. But underlying that, you know, S&P 500, that's 493 other companies that haven't fared as well. And that's where we're finding some interesting opportunities. Mm. Sticking with... Uh uh, offshore uh, equities, uh, would you say that at the moment um, the big gold mines are the AI exposed stocks? But and also, I mean, they have run pretty hard. So, would you also be quite cognizant of the time in which you enter these stocks? We, you know, if, if I look at the companies that we're quite excited about right now, there's definitely an AI slant to them. I think we are excited about AI. That's that's for certain. But th- there's more to it. So if if I look at you know look at um, Fortinet for example, which is one of the um, cybersecurity companies we, we're um, quite excited about, there is a secular story to it. There's a very specific growth story around cybersecurity. It's going to become more prominent. It's those sorts of situations that that we're looking for. And obviously, you know, AI is more just an enabler within that type of environment. Uh, and just bring it back to the JSC. Are there certain sectors on the boss that are particularly attractive? as you are looking for a bottoming? We're, we're keeping a close eye on Standard Bank. We, we like their offshore exposure, their African exposure. Um, we think a lot of the sort of IT spend, IT issues have been, have been resolved as well. So from that perspective, we actually think in terms of, you know, the, the risks in the system and the potential for, for growth, um, we, we do see some opportunity there. We've, we've for a while been saying companies like Advertech are quite interesting. Um, we like the education story. We like the broadening of education. And we think that that, you know, continues to hold some long-term promise. So again, you know, the, um, the environment is difficult, but there are a couple of gems in there that when you roll up your sleeves, you can find. Mm. I mean, just lastly, as we wrap up the conversation, we can't talk about equities and emerging markets without talking about the impact of China. Are you looking at China right now as a risk or uh, an opportunity? I mean, we also did see yesterday uh, the, the country coming out with a growth that surprised to the upside. Very positively received, actually. Um, surprised us to the upside as well. And I think we've been waiting for that for a long time. Um, China, we're watching with concern. I think the, you know, the property bubble in China has got a long way to run. And that is going to be a handbrake on growth. But seeing um, potential signs of the consumer spending actually step in, which is something that China has been attempting to foster for a long time, that has given us additional confidence and a little bit more excitement around China. Um, Looking forward, how are we seeing it? I think we're seeing it as an opportunity, but one you've got to watch very carefully. Um, You know, it's it's certainly no slam dunk opportunity. Mm, All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your insights on how you're seeing a risk and opportunity uh, opportunity in quarter four. Uh, That was the co-CIO of Anchor Nolan Vabinar.